This is Jew versus the World podcast about living, loving, laughing, getting inspiration through information. Today we have on the podcast podcast trace of Inpound Comics and Inpound Entertainment. How you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Good. I can't complain, man. It's a beautiful Sunday on this side of the world. I mean, this side of the United States. How about yourself? We were talking like pre pre podcast about you being in LA. How is it out there? It's like 84 degrees today. God so, damn, it's beautiful. You know, <laughs> it is, LA doesn't really have bad weather too often. They may have one day, but, you know, for the most part, it's, it's 70s, 80s, almost year-round, you know? I, I, every time I've been to LA, so I've been to, I've been to LA uh, with my ex, and we went on that, and she, um, yeah, she insisted on going on that, uh, you know, the tour of the, the, the celebrities. Yeah, like yeah, and you yeah, see yeah. see all the toys, the houses. I'm like, we're just looking at houses right now. This is just this is like yeah. house hunters. It's like normal. This is like the stuff we could do without this bus. <laughs> and it's cause it was the TMZ bus too. It was right, supposed right. to be we supposed to go to special places. I was like, we could have rolled up on these places. Right. But um <laughs> easy. Um and then I went to San Francisco to for like a Google an interview with Google. Um yeah. didn't get that shit. But I will eventually. Um, Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I I got out there and that's one place I would say that reminds me so much of like New York City the most. That's that's like what it is to everyone. It's like Mm -hmm. the New York, you know. The weather is completely different than LA there though. Exactly. It's cold over there. But San Francisco is probably one of like the the coldest cities I've ever seen. You know what I mean? I've been to New York and so New York, you know, that's, like the coolest downtown period, but yeah, Circo is definitely my favorite in uh, California. So, would you say? So, what? What? I'm, now we're just talking about California now. What? What would you say? I also have been to San Diego. What did you? What would you say about San Diego? What is your opinion? San Diego is my favorite city in California. Mm, okay, Francisco is. I like the way it looks. Like visually, San Francisco just looks super dope, right? Mm-hmm. And their nightlife is super dope. But San Diego is probably the most fun. Where it's like, it's a big city, but not too big. You know, um, they have a lot of good food. Um, you know, the, the beach, that's probably the nicest beach, you know, in California is San Diego Beach. You know, um, but that's that's probably my favorite all around California city in general to like just be there. I San Francisco, I do not like that weather. You know what I mean? Really? Nah, I, I, I don't like being cold. So I'm, so I'm from Sacramento, but our summers is 108, 107. You know what I mean? So when I'm used to that, so when it's cold, I, I just I just don't I can't do it. It's uh, and it's funny because you're wearing a hoodie. That's no, that, so, so you're like, nah, not at all. I don't care. 84. Yeah, like nah, not at all. No, I, I can't stand cold. Man. I, I want to chill. Right. <laughs> yes, um. So. First and foremost, I just want to kind of get into Inpound Comics. So I found you via um, social media um, through kind of like the tales of like going through the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of thing. So I went to San Sands Comics at Sand Entertainment. Um, and then I um, saw Peta Studios. And then I followed Peta Studios. And under there it said, people you may like, and it said Inpound Comics. And I'm just like... Impound Comics, never heard of this before. And I, I'm a pretty avid comic book reader um, yes. and like a good text, like test and informational of the culture, quote unquote, of yeah. comic books. And I was like, let me look at this. And I was like, 
this is pretty dope. The artwork's pretty dope. The concept's pretty dope. So just to, I'm going to give my little spiel about what I think it is, and then you can go into detail about how, you know, what the background of the, you know, the hero and how you kind of came to with this information. But apparently Impound is a ex-MMA fighter, then turned superhero. And then he has um, these, I guess, these villains. And also, very important, he's a black man. Um, and um, he has these villains that he fights that are in the, I guess, in the realm of his ex-competition or something like that. Um, so can you, first of all, give your creator synopsis of what it is? And then can you give me the journey of how it came from your mind into being actually on pen and paper? Um, he's not an ex-MMA fighter mm-hmm. until, until he becomes a hero. Um, so, so... His conflict is is while he's an MMA fighter, and and he just gets pushed in a situation that he has to kind of defend himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so so, I mean, you're right with that. Like, um, for the most part, the, the main villain is Christ Jones, and um, he's just like in, involved with everything in Sacramento. And and one of his one of his things is that he bets on fights. Or mm-hmm. pays people off in fights, and and he gets involved with Impound, who was a nobody until he knocked out someone that was a star, and then he just became interested in Impound, and um, Impound just he's conflicted with what he wants. You know, his his life at this time is 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 pretty rough. Like he's 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 literally an Impound driver for a living. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of like where you got that whole concept. Yep. And uh, you know, he's behind on bills, he's 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 trying to figure out life. He's a soul, he's a uh, single father, you know, and, and his daughter is his is his biggest hero. Or I mean his biggest supporter, you know what I mean? Um and so he just gets caught in a in a in a rock and a hard spot and he makes the decision that he thinks is the right decision and a lot of it backfires. You know, so um yeah, his 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 People around them, safety becomes threatened. Everything becomes threatened, and uh, he becomes a hero through circumstances. I can't, I can't uh, let you know yet. <laughs> I so I understand that your first your first issue came out very recently. Yeah. Um, so how did you come up with the concept, and how did it come from actually being in your mind to actually being on paper? Um, a part of the concept. I was just trying to be have something different for what the person was before he became who he is, you know. And a lot of the times, he's always like a scientist or someone smart, and you know what I mean. It's like a lot of the stories are the same of who he was, and I, I wanted it to be super modern, you know what I mean, like with with everything going on today. So MMA just, you know, was something that made sense. That was at least uh, to my knowledge hadn't been done yet. Um, and Sacramento has a big MMA culture, you know, so um, it just it just made sense. Um, and uh, I don't know. There wasn't, there, like, other than the fact that me just walking around trying to think of ideas until I came up with one, there was nothing that really sparked it. It just, it just made sense. Like, the name just popped in my head. I was like, oh, I like that name. I just, like, we're looking through tons of random uh, like names on thesaurus and names mm-hmm. that mean certain things until I found this one. And uh, I just, I just put it together one piece at a time, you know? Were you, were you artist beforehand? I'm not an artist. 
So I'm 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 more I'm just a writer and a creator of it. So I have a, someone else who was an illustrator. Okay, so so through like how did you get how do you get your style of writing? Was it are you like a writer from beforehand, or is it um, something that came like naturally to you? Both. Um, you know, I, I've written a lot. I've never published anything, um, but I've written at least like four books, like full novels. I've written seven or eight movie scripts. Um, when I went to college, you know, we had to take script writing classes and things like that for film. Um, and it just, it was just something I did. And every time I wrote something, I wrote, everything wasn't always about a superhero, but when I wrote the ones about superheroes, when I was done, I just always felt like it was too close to something else. And then mm-hmm. I just I just didn't really want to move forward on it. And then the the cost of getting a full novel uh proofread and edited, you know what I mean? I just it just wasn't something I could do at that time. Um I've been sitting on the impounding idea for at least two years and then uh I don't know, it just it just fell into play, which is finally time to actually do it. Um it may if you would have asked me a year ago, it may have never happened. It may mm-hmm. have been another idea that I archived, but uh it just made sense to actually do it. So what makes a good um, comic book script to you? I don't know. I actually write my scripts the way I would write a movie. Mm. So, so I don't even know if my writing style is traditional comic because um, it's, it's not in the format. You know what I mean? I, I write it like I, I picture it like a movie, and that's how I want the book to read. You know what I mean? So... I also don't really care so much for dialogue. I don't have a lot of um, effects like pow and, you know, the sound effects. I kind of wanted the art for more to speak for itself. Um, and then you fill it in with dialogue that makes sense. Um, but I, I'm, I'm more of a visual person, so I wanted it to be visual to the reader, you know. Do you have any OGs that you follow for your writing style? Um. For comic books, no. Uh, uh, like, my favorite part, uh, writer is, is uh, the author of Game of Thrones. Really? So I would say a lot of, uh, not not a lot, because they're completely different things, but the heart-cringing things, the random, unanticipated drama, I like, I put that into the impound for sure. I, I, I try so hard to make it unpredictable, you know, and... Um, it just slaps you in the face when stuff happens. So, so that's definitely the person I would say. My last novel I wrote, I wrote a novel about, it was an ancient war type of novel. When I read it, I said, man, this just sounds like Game of Thrones. <laughs> so I was like, I need to switch it up. <laughs> so then that, that, that's what led me here. So what would differentiate Impound from any other comic book that you've seen out in the market so far? Um... Uh, it's, I don't know. It's it's like there's a lot of real in impound. Like like buildings are really there in Sacramento. It's it's like it's really authentic to that culture and like some like slang and things like that. That it says it's like I'm so in tune with my city that I can translate it into versus when someone else writes a script about a place that they're not from. You know what I mean? So. It has a lot more, it's more authentic. Um, and then, like I said, I think, I think the MMA part is, is, is also very different. Um, 
I think uh, it's a lot more. Um, it's a lot more wounding. Impound is very, very sad. Can be sad story. You know what I mean. Um, and and his backstory is 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 really difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. It's, and, you know, every every hero has that one moment that makes him become a hero. Something sad happens, but you know, Impound has already been overcoming things his whole life. I've fully finished every detail of his backstory, but he definitely, you know, he was definitely raised in foster care. He was definitely like a person with the odds against him completely, and he overcame them. You know, so that's definitely something I think is is different than a lot of other heroes. Is there anything from Impound or the villain? That is pulled from your personal experiences? Uh, no. No. Uh, okay. um, Impound, he was illustrated in my image, you know, like uh, our hairstyles are same. Like, like when people see me now, they call me Impound. They <laughs> think I made him to be based on me. But like I said, his, his story is messed up. I don't want none of that. You know what I mean? So we were not the same person at all. <laughs> but I would definitely say stuff from his story was pulled from stuff I've witnessed. So how 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 did you traverse the kind of the aisles of coming from like trying to actually put this out into the world and how how did you kind of start like the marketing the funding and things like that how did you get to for the most part it's, for the most part it's self funded um, mm-hmm. you know I, I I just was I do um, I work in the music industry and mm-hmm. I have uh, several artists that are doing really well. And I just self-funded it. Um, really, when I found the illustrator, that's when I decided it was time to really do it because um, I'm one of those people that if I can't do it at the level I want to do it at, I'm not going to do it at all. So I didn't want to go through the phases of like the first illustration of Impound looks okay. It's like cool for an indie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted it to look like this is Batman's competition right now or I didn't want to do it. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't look at like other indie comics as competitive we're all trying to help each other build up my like i look at it like superman is impounds competition or iron man is his competition like that's the goal and that's the only way i was willing to present it you know so me finding the illustrator that i found really was when it was like okay i need to actually do this so what so i was going to ask i saw you had your release party at a sneak i think it was like either a sneaker store or a clothing store both yeah both so what drew you to have it there? Is that a place that you visit commonly? Or? Yeah, that's, that, that, that store is, is like a landmark in Sacramento for like mm-hmm. pop culture, urban. Uh, it's, it's a store called Get A Clue. And it's been there since like 1992, something like that. It's like the first hip-hop, you know what I mean, only place for shopping in Sacramento. The reason why I did it, though, was because for whatever reason, no comic book store in Sacramento was willing to let me do it at their store. Really? Yeah, it was it was really weird. You know what I mean? It was like they either left me on red or said no, and it was like all right. So it's like there was no other. So I just went back to I just went to what I was already doing pretty much because I've done a bunch of stuff with Get a Clue for you know different types of reasons. Um, so I was like, all right, it looks like <laughs> it almost it almost felt like like it was too urban maybe i don't know like i don't want to pull that card but I didn't you can pull it it made no sense on why they didn't <laughs> let me do it at their stores like there's there's four or five comic book stores in sacramento and i couldn't do it at any of them so so you you face that 
adversity probably through the music industry and also the music and face adversity through the comic book industry recently. So how do you kind of like don't succumb to just kind of like pushing yourself down and be like, nah, maybe, maybe this ain't the place I need to be. I've been dealing with it a lot. Um, Like Sacramento is not a racist city for the popular, like the people, you know what I mean? It's, It's a very diverse, everyone is cool with everyone type of thing. It's like, it's, it's one like top 10 most diverse cities in the world, seven top several times, you know, but there's just like this, over umbrella like this corporate mm-hmm. umbrella that's there the problem you know what i mean so when i started the first thing i was doing in sacramento was like club promoting like and i started that in college and we would just rent warehouses and that was my first experience of dealing with that you know where we would go to like there's a clubs i've been going to for years and then when i wanted to throw an event there it's like what kind of crowd are you gonna bring and it's like what does that mean you know what i mean it's like I go to Sac State. I, I, most people that come go to Sac State, but it's just like that was those. That's that happens a lot, you know. What I mean, mm-hmm. where the club it's not the right image, you know what it's... I mean, and, and things like that. So I've been dealing with it for a decade and other other avenues, you know. Um, I didn't see it coming in the comic book world, though. You know what I mean? So it's like it's a comic book. It's it's and there's nothing else in Sacramento. No one else in Sacramento doing this. So. To me, the doors should have just flew open, but they didn't. You know what I mean? So we just went back to where, where, where I've been doing. You know what I mean? So how how long will it take for you to uh, push your success in their face? How, like, what do you need to accomplish to, like, go there? Well, what, what's crazy is, so in the music world and in the promoting world, I've already knocked those doors down on that end. You know, mm-hmm. like, like... I throw festivals downtown. I've, I've done like big things that the, the city, everyone fully supports. Like PD supports, everyone supports it. Now I just step into a new world while I was at square one. So mm-hmm. they're already seeing, you know, that there's, there's a thing in, in Sacramento that's just called the people of Sacramento. It's like a, just a massive platform for our culture, you know, whether it's the Kings or the, the, the media outlets are just successful people. They're already posting it. So they're already going to see it being thrown in their face through other things that I've done in Sacramento. So, I mean, and it's the, the one thing I learned is, is I can go without the Sacramento market in that sense and still have success in the rest of the world. So and it's not something that, you know, it's going to, it doesn't bother me anymore. So, so that's another question I was going to ask is, so Impound is based in Sacramento. Do you ever see him leaving Sacramento and going on to different places in the world? Uh, yeah, but not yet. Okay. Uh, eventually, though, I, I haven't really put too much thought into it. There's, there's, a, there's already a part of the story that on another character that's based uh, out in Texas. So there's going to be something, you know, like that. And then if, if it, you're talking about Impound specifically, but there's other characters. Like there's a villain named Saraf. And I don't know if you've seen, he's the ninja with the gold. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and um, his story is, his, his origin story is next, and he's based in the Philippines. And uh, the reason why I picked the Philippines is because my illustrator is based is in the Philippines. So yeah. I just felt like keeping that, it feels authentic to the people there. He could tell that side 
the best he could tell it, you know what I mean? And actually do it the same way I'm doing with Sacramento. So that's a, so the, the, you know, the world's already bigger than Sacramento in that sense. Any idea to integrate the, your music, the love of music with Impound or it has already been? I mean, I kind of do, you know, mm-hmm. and if you look at my reel, a lot of the songs in the background are artists from Sacramento. Um, you know, uh, I posted a couple of days ago, a ton of uh, artists holding the book. Like I posted like 10 of them. They're all music and like either artists or producers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's to me is the advantage that I have over everybody else is, is that I have those type of connections to make it. Because, because one thing I would say too is I kind of feel like I have a, I don't want to say a responsibility, but I almost have like, um, there's a, there's two worlds of the world of what's considered cool and what's not cool. And mm-hmm. I've always been in both. You know what I mean? I've always like in high school could talk about basketball and, and Lil Wayne and all the rappers. And then I can go over to this side and we're going to talk about Star Wars and the last airbender and Pokemon. And, you know, I can keep up, you know what I mean? And so, but those were always separate groups, you know what I mean? And, um, most of my close friends weren't in the comics, you know, unless mm-hmm. I showed it to them or showed them the movie of the gang. Or, and I think I'm bridging, not single-handedly, but, you know, and I mean, I think I'm bridging kind of a gap where when I did my event, a lot of the people did it. They, they said this is their first comic book they've ever been, bought, you know. And it's just like, that's cool. And I think, I think the comic world is ready for that transition. They're already doing it, you know, like Miles Morales wears Jordans. You know, mm-hmm. Black Panther was really cool, you know what I mean? But it was still just, there was this factor where it was just like, we're nerds still. You know what I mean? That I think is being broken down right now. So I'm trying to do that also in this book where, you know, it's comics, it's a little nerdy, we know that, but it's still cool as hell, you know what I mean? So that's, that's kind of like what, what I'm pushing for. Yeah, so I have to ask this question: Fire, earth, water, or air? What water. you bend? What water? Really? Yeah. Hmm. I get water in anything. So it doesn't. If you're talking about the last Avenger, I'm Water Tribe. Pokemon, I'm Blastoise. Uh, Mortal Kombat, I'm Sub Zero. So it has, it's like I don't even have to think about that. I always pick the water. <laughs> It, it's funny that you say that because I feel like organically the world is kind of blending in because, for example, Black Panther, it, not just it was cool, but also Kendrick Lamar produced that whole you know right. album and soundtrack. So you're, you're kind of like, OK, these two worlds are meeting somewhat. And then like now, like Megan Thee Stallion and Michael B. Jordan and all these superstars are saying, hey, you know, I like anime, too, or I like comic books, too. And I've always been like that too. And it, that's what I'm saying. Like we're in a transition of bringing our people to this world that yes. our people thought was nerdy. That's yes. really what it is. You know what I mean? So, and they're, and they're, and they're, oh, they're taking to it. You yep. know? So that's what makes it dope. You know? So Black Panther is really was when, when I watched that movie, that's when I said, I need to make a superhero. That's what I was saying. That year was when I thought of Impound. Um, but that was the year I'm like, all right, well, I need a superhero. <laughs> and so, any comic book that you love, other like, what is one that you kind of like, or is like your antithesis of like, this is my shit? Um, I'm not I, like, I'm not gonna say there's a there's a comic book that I follow to a T. I love more 
the cinematic universe and the games more than I like the actual books. I've read a ton of books, um, but I, I, I don't know. I've always I've been I'm more into like I said I'm more visual. Like I like the series. I like the films. I love the games, and that's more me, you know. And that's what I'm trying to build Impound too. Um, but there are stepping stones, you know, which is obviously the books. I'm into great storytelling. Um, but I, I, I would read a, a, a novel before I read a comic book. Mm-hmm. I just always felt like there wasn't enough in comic books. Mm-hmm. So are you a Marvel vs. Capcom guy? Um, I would definitely... Uh, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I'm more... Uh, I'm a Marvel guy more than I'm a DC guy. When we mm-hmm. talk about the games... I'd much rather play Injustice or I'm playing Mortal Really? Kombat. Yeah. Mortal Kombat's my favorite. And then Injustice is probably my second favorite. Marvel vs. Capcom, I like it as a kid. But it's, it's a buddy I'm, masher. I, I'm it's, not Street Fighter. I'm not, I don't know. Got you, got you. Got you. It's buddy masher. Friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Dark. Dark yes. stories. You know what I mean? So, but it's weird because when it comes to movies, I'm Marvel all the way. You know, but um, that's DC's own fault, though. <laughs> yeah, they, they they mess up some stuff that's not supposed to be messed up. <laughs> yeah, they they shit the bed on that one. Um, <laughs> but their cartoon movies are the oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, are the so, shit. Bat- Batman. You know what's funny is I don't like any. I'm not gonna say any, but I don't really like any DC heroes. I love DC villains. Though. Yes, I so, agree. So, Joker. Bane, you know what I mean? Uh, Two-Face. I, mm-hmm. I always been the Batman when I first read the best ones. Uh, Lex Luthor, like, I really love um, Watchmen, though. So, you know, that's more of my thing. And then on uh, Marvel side, I like the heroes more. Mm-hmm. You know, other than Venom. Venom's probably my favorite villain. Venom's, Venom's that shit. Yeah. But, uh, but he's also a very dark, more mm-hmm. dark character, you know. Probably one of the one of the darker characters in Marvel. Well, if you if you get, I don't know if you watch this yet, but Justice League Dark with Constantine. I have. If you get a chance to watch that, if you say you like dark stuff, like that's that'll be your shit. A lot of death, a lot of dying, a lot of magic. Right. A lot of good stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, we're gonna go into a section I like to call shots fired. Um, it's Elevated Icebreaker. It's about 15 questions. Um, so we're going to start off very simple and then get a little bit more thought provoking at the end. Okay. And this is Shots Fired. What's your favorite color? Red. What's your favorite sport? Basketball. What's your favorite movie? 300. And what's a movie that you hate to love? I hate to love. Um, Starship Troopers. Let's go in. One place you want to visit that you haven't yet? Um, Egypt. Okay. One place you would go in an apocalypse? Uh, I'm getting a jail. Okay. Alcatraz. <laughs> oh, it's right around the corner. <laughs> would you would you prefer to travel forward in time or back in time? Back. 
Um, who is your celebrity crush? Um, number one? That's a tough one, man. I got a lot of celebrity crushes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I had to pick one, <laughs> Nicki Minaj. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if I had to pick one. <laughs> okay. Um, what's your favorite type of music? Uh, rap. Who's your favorite artist? And I'm going to preface this by saying it doesn't have to be a musical artist. It's anybody whose art brings oh, feeling and emotion to you. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Okay. What song do you think would describe your life? Here we go. Rick Ross. <laughs> Who would you change places with for one day? Hmm. One day. You know what's funny is I, I I normally would always say Will Smith. As long as it wasn't the day of the August Alcina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see you know that's funny I think that that was just like he knew about it but shit flew into the media and then he had to like he had to like cover that shit address it yeah he, had to, he was like ah, fuck now I gotta take care of this shit <laughs> um what would be the name of your autobiography Sacramento. Okay. A, a lot of stuff I do is always dedicated to. I, I, I implement that in everything I do because it wasn't like growing up. Sacramento was always just like this farm town to people. You know what I mean? The Kings was there. You know what I mean? But like there wasn't. There's was no pride in Sacramento. People weren't walking around with Sacramento merch and clothes and stuff like that. So everything I do, that's more. I incorporate that one way or another. There's no way I would do it without that. Yo, um, I remember I had a Bibby jersey back in the day. Yeah. That shit was on point. The black one. <laughs> I was like, they had some colorways. Um, used to have a turn, turn. You know, you know, everybody and their mother used to turn their jerseys like to the front. You have the name of the back. Yeah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> that was it. Oh man! Um, if you had if you had a trillion dollars, name an app that you could, would create that would make your life easier. An app? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, you talking about just day to day stuff? Day to day. Because the first thing I was thinking of with my comic, I would say an app that gives me ideas from the last story on what should which the next story should go to <laughs> and illustrates it oh damn. like suggests it's like this was the way you should go with improv and i can read it like i like that <laughs> be like a little you know like the old clippy from uh, microsoft word right or i might make like regardless <laughs> yeah like you know what i mean something like that <laughs> um if you had a talk show, who would be your first guest, alive or dead? And what would be the first question you ask them? 
I mean, uh, I, I honestly probably feel like the first guess I'd want to rule in. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd ask him about, like, just his journey. He's been successful for so long. You know, he came into the industry with, like, 15, 16 years old and stayed relevant, you know, until, like, you know, like, went through with him and Birdman. But, like, what what keeps you evolving, you know? he's in a, He's in a world where... You know, most artists only have a few years before they can't evolve or they don't know how to anymore. And then they just become super old sounding. And I think he's reached that point probably now. But, but you know, he had a long run, man. And it's like that that longevity is something that, like, I'm really big on. So um, that's probably it. If not him, I'm bringing back Stan Lee and asking, what do I need to do next? <laughs> <laughs> he got he got yeah, ideas for you. Step, man. Yeah, he got ideas for you all day. Yeah, he got the game that I need right now. Yeah, I can't wait till they come out with like a documentary about him. Uh, they nah. probably some wild shit they, that they boy did. Ones, though, um, I think it, but I I mean one that they dig up some like right. some skeletons <laughs> like. They, yeah. I wouldn't go into detail about his life because I know he was on top. He was basically like on top of the nerd world for like. 50 years right. like just a man right. Right. pioneer all the way around all the way around like just revolutionized the way that you first told the story illustrated and how you you know marketing too he was right. like people don't understand like he was putting like the only reason Disney really brought Marvel was not just because of the power of you know the characters, but also because Stanley Push it was like, "Hey, listen, this can make you a trillion dollars. This is a right. trillion dollar company that you can you can buy out." So right. yeah, and he wasn't lying. It didn't make <laughs> it, man. Hand over fist. Marvel's um, having all these hiccups though, man. Now, like ever since after Endgame, it's like I don't even know what their last resolve was with Sony and Spider Man, where they're like supposed to be snatching them out of that. It was half and, and half, it, right? Right. Yeah. Like. And I don't even, they, they never even really gave real detail. At least I didn't see it. But it was like pretty much, I just picture like Sony, they were just at a meeting and someone with Disney said, Man, you know what to give a fuck about Spider Man until we brought him in the whole world. <laughs> and then the dude just going to be an asshole and dick about it. He's like, Well, now I'm taking him back. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. You ain't going to treat me like this in here. Yeah, Not again. Like, like the rep was so just felt like a little brother in the room with all these guys that finally made Spider Man the way the world wants to see him. And and then they just got pissed off. We got tired of him. <laughs> like and then there was something else that happened. I, I don't remember. Oh, like, I don't know how Black Panther passed away. Yeah. And it was just like, damn, man. It was just like, yeah, that was, that, that sucks. That hurts. Yeah, that was, and, but it gave me so much insight on how a celebrity can be because right now in the world it seems like we're like one of those celebrities right like we're so close to them but he he gave the ability for a celebrity to be like he left us but we had no idea what happened until he wanted us to know what happened you know what I'm saying like you don't see that a lot right now he had a different type of like his mind was like old school that's like 
super old school, keep everything close to the vest until it needed to be it needed to be said. And he was going to like cancer patients, not not telling them that he has cancer, right. and just like cheering them up. And him himself is like sick. That's that's selflessness. Yeah, I like like that whole like moniker of like the Black Panther now is like I don't know. I deem it untouchable at the moment right. until like otherwise otherwise. <laughs> That's like it's, it's, it's not only that, but I was, I was like when Heath Ledger passed away, did nobody want to be Joker for a while because it was just like, man, how do you follow that? You know what I mean? That was yeah. crazy. That was that was one like, I, everybody's like raving about this Joker. Meh. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, you know what's, what's crazy? I hated this Joker movie. People loved it. I loved it. it. You loved it? No, no, no. People uh, loved it. I hate. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> I hate it. Like, look at passion. Like, and, I, and Joker's my favorite villain overall. Mm-hmm. On, on any, it doesn't matter who it is, the Joker, right? And it just was, it just didn't, like, I know you can change the story all you want, but this guy's already, like, 40. Yes. And, and Bruce Wayne's dad's still alive. Like, he's not that much older than Batman. Like, like how old is he going to be when Batman finally becomes Batman? And then it was like, it was like, when he killed the guys on the train, everyone knows it's him, right? Yeah. They know his name, his government name. And then he goes on a talk show and murders, like, the host on television. Like, he's going to prison. He's not going to become the Joker. Like, what are you guys, like, what? Like, he, he, doesn't have, he doesn't have any smoke grenades. He doesn't have any laughing gas yet. Like, you need him to grow slowly and in the quiet. Like, he needs to be, I, I yeah. think he was a mob boss or something first. Then right. he had all that power. Then he got all like the craziness and all that stuff. Right, and it was just like, and it was just like, and this dude, he's just like a, a a nerd. Like he's not even like like Joker's a genius. You know what I mean? Like there was nothing genius about this guy. He was just insane. You know, he was a I mean? loser. Like, he was a he basically he was a basically a loser that got pushed to the brink. And then serial killer. That's exactly. All he, he was a he was a loser that had a psychotic, psychotic break. And then he just became the quote unquote Joker. No, the right. Joker was the man. Then he became crazy and became the man, the the man's like villain. Yeah, it was like, bro, I, like, I, and people love that movie. I'm just like, bro, I hate that movie. I would have been super mad if they would have tried to push that Bruce Wayne's dad was his dad. That was that was. You know, I was like, I was, I was so scared of that. You have no idea. You have no idea. I was in the I was in the theater. It was me and my shorty and. We was just sitting down, and I and she she's like whatever, you know. <laughs> she's she's just there. She just watching. Like, <laughs> and I'm just there, like no, 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 no. <laughs> so now like, that's the story. Joker is Batman's big Where did this come from after sixty years of not having that in the story? I was like. This couldn't. I didn't even want it to be like, oh, this is a parallel universe from Flashpoint or anything like that. I didn't even want it that to be real. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't even deal with that. It was just dumb, bro. I hated that movie. Yeah, I can agree. I a hundred percent. A lot, but it's, it was. It was so bad. I had to go back to Suicide Squad, and I was like, Jared Leto wasn't that bad. No, actually, the other thing is, I actually really like Jared Leto. The thing, the thing is, I like. To me, why DC is failing is because they're not, they're not, a lot of their stories weren't meant for today, mm. where, where when you look up in the sky and it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's not. It's a guy. 
that like you know what I mean? He puts on glasses and now I don't know who it is type of thing. You know, like Aquaman with submarine warfare. Now that's not a thing anymore. You know, yeah. it's like it's like it's just it's in that time that this era doesn't believe in anymore. And so mm-hmm. I was okay with the Joker becoming this is what he would look like today. You know what I mean? So I I, I got like I got why people didn't like him, but that to me is why Marvel is so like Iron Man. All this nanotech and all that wasn't Iron Man in the eighties. You know, he mm-hmm. was this clunky metal guy, yep. and they modernized him. You know, Spider Man is completely modernized. You, you know what I mean? And that's why it's so cool. So I got it. You know what I mean? I understood it. I just think I just my my problem more with Suicide Squad and more with the other stuff with DC that isn't is they rushed it to try to catch Marvel's way. Yes, spent six years developing. And, and then you got to try to catch them in six months, you know, and there should have been backstories for other people before, you know what I mean? And, and, and it is what it is, but, uh, even with justice league, you know, it's like, I love his own movie first, you know, wonder, I think wonder Woman's movie came out after, you know what I mean? Oh no, she came out after no, that. Before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it should have been before that too. You know, we should have seen this before, you just throw everyone together, and you know what I mean. Exactly, like they was like, okay, here's Cyborg. He has a mother box. Here we go. I'm like what? Like hold on, he has a whole backer story. Like he played, he played like one football game. He had to play all the football games. Like what happened? <laughs> we just found out what his dad did. Where's his mom? We have no information. <laughs> and it's so weird to me that they picked that dude to be Cyborg's dad, who's like the same guy who like made the Terminators. Yeah, <laughs> bro, you need to just stay here. Like, like we know. <laughs> <laughs> like everything you do <laughs> messes up. This is destroying the world. Like, you, you know when you go to a job like and they actually like, hey, have you ever worked here before? They should give him like a no, like like a clause like on his like his resume, like do not put him next to like computers, no. nanotechnology. Technology. And, yeah. You can't even use Siri in the office. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was our. Uh, that was what we called Marvel talk. Uh, Marvel's right. DT talk. Next question was um, <laughs> actually is far, pretty apt to what we were talking about. One superpower you want to have. Um. Probably the force. I don't know. You probably haven't seen it yet, but uh, that's that's kind of like an impound thing. Mm. Is I don't know if you've seen. But I only, I've only posted a few images of him doing it, but he he has like a slight telepathic thing where he can push and pull, you know. And I, I completely was inspired by Jedi's with that, you know. Impound's powers and his stuff. I grabbed it from all my favorite stuff and meshed it together in a different way. People sleep on the force. There's a lot of people don't like when I ask that question. A lot of people don't think about it. the force is a superpower. Yeah, it's right. a good one. And it's, uh, he doesn't have the force. Like he, it's not that deep for him. Mm-hmm. It's just he can just push and pull. It's not like he can't sense stuff, and it's it's not like that. But, gotcha. But, but I definitely got the. You know, he'll be punching you and then hit you with it. You know what I mean? And you'll go flying type of thing. The extra oomph. Yeah. Yeah, where he doesn't have to actually touch you. 
What what are what is one of your guilty pleasures? <laughs> yeah, it's like what I'm supposed to say, like like porn. I don't know what you're asking. If you if you want, uh, <laughs> if you want, man. Hey, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to judge you. No, no, that's not the answer. I'm just saying, like, I don't even know what to say. Well, uh, some people say chocolate, maybe. Okay. <laughs> like working out, you like know, spending time with my family. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, that makes like, oh, so we can go small as that. Bro, I can't stop drinking Monster Energy, about I need to stop. You said what? Monster Energy drinks. And I know I need to stop drinking them. But it's like, I can't. I can't. I, li- I like addicted to the taste of it. And then it's like, it's so weird that I don't know if I, there's no way I did that on purpose. But like, Impound is the exact I was just color. about to say that. I was just yeah, about to I say that. There's a picture on my Instagram where I have them next to a Monster Energy can. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, saying he already got an endorsement. <laughs> Not that far behind. Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, you never it's, know, a, man. it's already MMA, so I mean, it's close well, to that- that's that's and that's one of my marketing strategies is, is uh there's a there's an MMA fighter in Sacramento uh named Max Griffin. He just had a fight. He's and he's he's ranked. Yeah. And uh, I sponsored his whole uh like merch line. This merch line. Not like the clothes itself with the design on it. So you'll yeah. you'll see it's him and he has impound in the corner. And um, you know, we did illustrations of Max who like obviously is a real person and Anthony as an MMA fighter like in the gym together. You know what I mean? So that's a part of the, 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 the scheme I'm taking is the MMA fighters. Like I told you, the culture in SAC is big, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, making it seem like he's actually knows these people. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, it, it's very possible because that's, that's their lane, you know, and it's, and it's original. That's a good idea. That's like when Superman meets Hulk Hogan or something like that. Yeah. So it's kind of like exactly. integrate the two worlds. Right. Right. And I, that's, that's what I'm doing. Last question. Um, what is your death row meal, last meal of life? I need an app, I need an entree, and I need dessert. So, say that one more time. Um, what is your death row meal? Okay. Um, I need an app, entree, and dessert. Oh, say, so, uh, appetite. I'm like, you need an app. I'm like, because you asked me a question about appetite. <laughs> my fault, like, my fault. <laughs> The the appetizer is gonna be calamari. The entree is gonna be like the ultimate seafood, like lobster, shrimp, crab type of just plate. <laughs> Everything seafood is my favorite. Dessert, you know, it's weird. Cause I really, I don't know. I I do not eat sweets like that anymore. Like I I, I don't like cake. I don't want ice cream. Uh. I'm lost on uh, what I was going to say. Cheesecake. That's what I was saying. Mm, okay. Good, yeah. good. Cheesecake. <laughs> is there any local eats out there in Sacramento that you would recommend? Uh, Sacramento is, is, is really good with food. That's that's one of the things that Sacramento was big on over other cities. Cause like, I, like I said, it really was a farm city for a long time. So, And it still is. Um, you know, So a lot of food comes to Sacramento first. You know, so... Mm. Um, there's several places. My favorite is a, is a place called New Station. 
and even people in Sacramento don't know where this place is. I kind of kept it a secret my whole life. <laughs> but my mom started taking me there. Me and my sister, our birthdays were three days apart. Um, and that was always like our birthday restaurant growing up. And I still go there on my birthday. You know, um, but they do a thing called Salty Crab, and it's it's hands down my favorite. Nice. Salty Crab. Sounds delicious. Yeah, super good. I've never even seen it in, anywhere else. Mm, salty Crab. Mm, okay. Um, all right. So that was Shots Fired. Um, so next, uh, we're kind of running low on time, so I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you an option. Do you want to talk about life, love, or laughter? Laughter. Okay. So can you tell me a story or an event or just something in general that when you think about it, it brings an immediate smile to your face? <laughs> the movie Step Brothers. And, 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 and the reason why I always, uh, I'll say Super that, underrated. Super underrated. Huh? It's but, super underrated. Yeah, it's super <laughs> underrated. It's for sure a classic, but what makes it so funny is I have, a, I have stepbrothers. And um, my stepbrother is a, like a month younger than me. And then he has a brother that's like five years younger than us. So it's like that setup with our household growing up where it was me and him where we didn't know if we were going to like each other. And then we started doing karate in the garage. And the little brother, he was always picked on him. You know what I mean? But it was like the setup of Step Brothers, the movie, was exactly the same as, as us three. So it was just how funny everyone watched it because it's, it's one thing to watch it and laugh, but it's one thing when you really have Step Brothers and you realize what they're saying how real that movie is. You know what I mean? So it's it's a joke, but that's really how it is when you go to the as a kid. So it was it was that that movie is just hilarious to, to all my whole family. That's all of our favorite movies for that reason, you know. Yeah, it's a it's a funny dynamic because it's a push and pull because everybody's trying to be the alpha right. in each household and now two alphas are coming together and you're like right. who are you? Like, yeah. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> Coming to the bottom. <laughs> and like me and my dad, and they came to live with us. So okay. Like, you know, literally, I, like the story. It's, it's literally, it's literally to the T. It's literally until until my our younger sister was born, <laughs> which was both of our half sisters. Exactly. So, so, so yeah. So you can. Yeah. But yeah, that 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 movie is hilarious to me. That's dope. So two two last things. One thing, can you give? Any words of encouragement or any positive affirmations to somebody who's trying to become either part of the music industry or part of the comic book world? I mean, they both they both come into for me at least. Your your product has to be up to par. You know, like um, I understand, like in some cases people don't have the budget to do the way that they wanted to, um, but you do it. You just got to do it to the best of your ability. Don't cut any corners. You know, don't do anyone wrong on, on, on the way up and, and just push it like your life depends on it because that's the only way it's going to work. You know, I wake up every morning. I wake up in the middle of the night and get on my impound Instagram or, or Instagram of my artists and try to see if there's something I need to do. I'll send off some messages, send off stuff. Then I'll wake up again and get back on it. Like, it's never, it's not a hobby, you know. Um, I guess it's a hobby until it's lucrative, but mm. I don't treat it that way. And so, you know, 
if you don't wake up every day with this as the one thing, everything you're trying to do today, you don't really want it the way you think you do. Mm. So that's that's the thing is is you know, stay dedicated. Is there um, well, last but not least, um, where can people find you? Where can people buy the Impound Comics? And um, just give us your social media, a website, anything. Uh, Impound Comics is the uh, Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, for Facebook, it's The Impounder. Um, and then for the website, it's impoundcomics.com. All right. Um, the last thing we do here on the podcast is say our catchphrase. And it's an over-encompassing catchphrase because it's, it brings life and joy and laughter to everybody. But the catchphrase is love, peace, and chicken grease. Okay. <laughs> so, so whatever you get, to say that. Yep, that's all you gotta say. Are we saying it at the same time, or am I just saying it? Yeah, you're just saying it, and I, and I make you look awkward. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. question, question before we leave. Okay. How did you feel about the last Star Wars? I liked it. You liked, I liked it. it? Okay. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I didn't, I didn't like the one, the second one. I no, the second. The second one. Okay. Um, but this last one, I liked it. Um, I thought it was dope. I kind of. I kind of feel like this man of, of, of the series of Star Wars, Kylo just wasn't gangster enough for me. Like mm -hmm. I thought he was to be. He was a little too crying on me. Yes, and, uh, too emotional. And, and, I, and, and Kylo's like one of my favorite, like just off of how he looks. He looks like cool as hell, but mm. I didn't like the, they kept taking his helmet off. I don't even know if I liked the guy who played him, to be honest with <laughs> you. Like when he took the helmet off, I was just expecting somebody else. So I don't know. But overall, like this last Star Wars, the, the last one is, is for sure one of my favorites. I thought it was super, it was super entertaining. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Whenever you're ready. My favorite story, though. Oh, oh, what is what is mine? Love, peace, and chicken grease. <laughs> Love, peace, and chicken grease. You just say that. Don't say anything before. Mm -hmm. okay. Yep. Love, peace, and chicken grease. <laughs> All right. Because you know I got to get that. I'm going to cut it in. I'm going to put a bunch of people on there. At the end of the year, going to do the year after wrap-up. Mm-hmm. Everybody's saying that. But again, man, appreciate you. Thank you so, so much. I am literally about to go on right now and buy the first issue of Impound and make okay. sure that I have it in my... Because like you said on your Instagram, I think... Like the value of the first comic book usually goes up after it shoots off. So I'm doing first issues before I do the second issue. So like I said, I'm, I'm doing his first issue. His is the main story. I'm gonna do his first issue, um, and he's he's like on another planet. You know what I mean? But but it's all like gonna be relevant probably like five years from now. You know what I mean? But but I wanted to give everyone their build up. You know what I mean? Did did you did you like add anything about like recent events like quarantine or be like Black Lives Matter or anything yeah, in there? One hundred percent. I'm I'm still debating on how I'm gonna add it. It's not in this first issue. No, okay. the first issue is done. Um, but I'm, I was debating on like my second issue to have George Floyd actually die in the book and see their reaction. You know, they're, they're not there. You know what I mean? They're just, they've seen it on TV or on social media like everyone else. Or, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm definitely going to always implement stuff like that. Maybe, you know, Trump losing, stuff like that. I haven't picked what, but like I said, I want it to be feel like it's really, really modern and really current. 
So uh, stuff like that, definitely. Dope. Definitely. I, again, man, I thank you so much for give me your time and I know for you time is money so uh, I, I thank you for giving me a couple of dollars here and a couple of gems and I know that everybody's going to really enjoy it um, and again I'm going to jump on buy this comic book and I can't wait to just see the journey and the growth of this of this kind of comic book landscape thank you bro thank you for having me on here of course All right, man. You, have, you have a good Sunday enjoy you too, bro. I'll talk to you soon all right, take care. This has been another episode of Drew vs. the World.